gotta go. I'm going on a quest. Hey, how are you? Hello, Canada. You like the dunk tank? Hey, rap, kiss my We messed up. Things got out of hand. Drake's is in bad shape. You're wearing your rubber boots tonight. <laughs> Season 3 of the Rubber Boots Pod is brought to you by iDrinkCoffee.com, the best coffee and espresso machine supplier in the country, bar none. And by the Gansevoort Resort in Turks and Caicos, absolute paradise, the number one resort on the number one beach in the world. And hey, if your company would like to sponsor a segment on the pod, DM us on Twitter or Instagram, at Rubber Boots Pod. Lester, hit it before we fire your ass again. This is Janie's podcast. Janie's Rubber Boots Podcast. We're going to sit and relax and tell you all sorts of stories. Talk about life and little sports. You know we're going to play some games. And if nothing else, you know we're going to have a laugh. That was the old version. Yeah. The old version of the intro because I had a couple of people on Twitter. Old Time Eddie uh, was number one of them. And uh, another guy who both said, I missed the old theme. So I said, hey, we're here for our listeners. They, exactly. Listen, you know what? I only did that to, you know, to, just to freshen, freshen it up, up a little and, you know, run it a couple times. That's it. No, no. I like it. We'll, we'll keep going back and forth. Whatever that's like. what we do. That's what we have like. multi-versions of these good. things. I know. Um, I have a like a kind of poll question right off the top. Oh, sure. All right. It, it uh, refers to my yesterday, uh, which was Sunday. We're taping this early on a Monday this week. You still probably won't hear it till Thursday or Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I gave up Sunday afternoon football. I'm not just talking, uh, you know, like the 1 o'clock games or the 4 o'clock games. Kind of both because I had to leave my house at 3 p.m. It's Giants are going for it. You've got to love sports. Which is kind of mid-third quarter yep. Yep. afternoon games and didn't return to the house till 7 when almost, you know, the afternoon games are almost over done. Mm-hmm. to go see uh, Star is Born with my wife. Okay. Why? Well, well that's... Why that time? You can go in like a... Because she wanted to. You could have gone tomorrow night. Yeah. On, I'd, sp- I'd spent the morning it? golfing. Oh. It was a scenario where, hey, we're going to see A Star is Born at 3.30. That text came in while I was on about the 16th hole. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well played by her. Oh, that was oh, timed. Perfectly. I don't even think she You could have You could have just pretended you didn't get that text. Yeah. Right. Just seeing this now. Just not come home. I went to a buddy's house to watch football. <laughs> so My phone has no battery left. In all seriousness, if we put a poll on, on, on the Twitter, um, am I a good husband or a bad guy? Not as in a, not as in a bad guy, but a, did I break some sort of man yeah, code you're, by you're doing both. that? Yeah, you're both. You're a good husband and a bad guy. You can't answer both. Which would you lean towards? I would lean towards, well, I'll probably get husband. Well, because you're married. Yeah, it's a strong move. Yeah, I'd probably do the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not married, but I, I, I tend to agree with, with I, I, I think that it's absolutely right to go to the movie. Hey, listen, how many weekends are there football games in the season? There's oh, only uh, 17. <laughs> it's actually very Plus limited. Plus the playoffs, I know. Very limited. Did you, did you watch the Sunday Nighter? Uh, I did watch the that Sunday That was a great Niner. game. Well, there you yeah, go. I did watch the Sunday Niners. So, so, you know. I had a lot of money on the uh, Patriots minus a half in the first quarter. 
Oh, when they got that pick, I leaped out of my chair. Tanya's like, why is he so excited about a Patriots intercept? So, Lester, we're having our meeting uh, for, I think it was a, a Leafs game last week. Mm-hmm. So the evil quiz master's in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, producer Bill Dotson or Jeff Mott, uh, Pierre Lebrun, Bob McKenzie, Darren Drager, meeting for insider trading. It's a high-level hockey meeting. Yes, of course. Right in the middle. You know I don't like to swear uh, on the pod, uh, but I, I'll, I'll swear when I'm quoting. Okay. This is when this might have been the moment I knew that Puffy's gambling was out of hand. Because right in the meeting, meeting, as we're discussing ideas, Puffy is looking at his phone and says, "Fucking Iceland." <laughs> <laughs> little footy, little afternoon footy bet. <laughs> Why are you betting on Iceland in any sport on a Tuesday they're, afternoon? They're soccer. They're good soccer nation. <laughs> That's, That's right. hilarious. They did make it to the World Cup, didn't they? Seriously, are we going to have to get you into some kind of program? No, no, it's under control. Is it? <laughs> is it? Is. I ain't got a problem. Control. I can quit any time. <laughs> it's under. Well, it's I, un- I can. I'm never quitting gambling. <laughs> it's I'm under control only because he's way up this month. <laughs> so, a couple things about A Star is Born. Uh, first of all, Bradley Cooper, I was so impressed that, unfortunately, Puffy, he will play the sheriff what the in hell? my new movie... <laughs> I knew you were going to pass over me. <laughs> he's just, I just he's, think he's perfect. He's got the stubble. You know, he will be the dad of the son who gets the eyes of the dead serial killer who donated his organs and is now seeing the murders that happened before. And Bradley Cooper has to deal with all this stuff. I, listen, I'll tell you, I've been impressed with Bradley Cooper for a long time as an actor. The, one of the, honestly, I mean, obviously, he had a hangover and all that stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie called Limitless, and mm-hmm. I know yeah. it's uh, I know it's not like a super. Puffy and movie. I are on that drug. Yeah, oh yeah, right well, it's only tell you, what, I love it's what the keeps me alive. Yeah, I love the premise of it. It's great, uh, but uh, yeah, no, he's, he's very good in that movie. Yeah, you know? he's good. All Star was his first. The first time Wedding Bradley, Crashers is the first yeah, one I remember. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was he was such a <laughs> great. <laughs> that movie. He was such a dick. Okay, so, so anyway, <laughs> is the movie good? Because okay, the so trailer looks we're, really we're good. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the movie. Lady Gaga, look, I didn't have a lot of time for Lady Gaga when she first came out. Mm-hmm. But that girl has a lot of talent. Does she? Have? She has. You cannot deny the talent. And she's, she passes it off. And Bradley Cooper sings. Tell me something, girl. Now, I'm sure they do stuff. Lester, you'd know this better than us. It's they can do some serious good auto tuning and stuff, I wish right? someone do that with me. Like, he's on the charts now. The, one of the songs from the movie, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, is on, like eight on Billboard. Really? Right. That's just wow. the world we live in. That's, like, that's my fantasy. Yeah. You'd be a sexy movie star and you can sing and you're on the charts? That's fantastic. I don't think he's happy, though, in real life. I would give up everything that I have. The regional hockey? <laughs> I would give up regional sense if I could be a rock star and a movie star. I know that's hard to believe, but I would do it. I don't think I'd give up gambling to do that, but I would would be up there. You know what? Let me say very quickly about Lady Gaga. She gets a lot of heat from a lot of people for some reason. And, you know, a lot of say, oh, she's a Madonna ripoff or this and that. But you know what? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll... I'll drop a name here. My friend Ricky Tilo is her guitarist. He's from Toronto. Oh, yeah? Great guy. And he, he says what I already know. She really, really works hard, yeah. and she is running the show. And yeah, you she can tell. Is, she is phenomenally talented. Yeah, you That's can great. tell. And she's, you know, she's good in the movie. You know what? I, I, I didn't cry. But I got a little moist in scenes in the movie. And moist. Always just, moist. That's a good moist. Was, was How that, did she get moist? Selling Bradley had his shirt off. What part of you? That's what I want to know. My eyes got a little oh, oh, okay. oh. jerk face. Did, uh, did Cheryl like the movie? 
Yeah, she loved it too. I, I see. I never saw the first one with Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. So I guess it's the same story exactly. I kind of knew what had happened at the end. You know what happened I at the end? Of the so I, I won't say. It. You should go see it. Yeah, but it's good. He directs it too, right? Yeah, Bradley Cooper. He makes millions. So what happened was, it's in one of those big. What do you call those uh, theaters now? Uh, the, Cineplexes. <laughs> no, no, no. The big one. It's got the fancy screen and the, and the seats go back. And it's not IMAX. It's oh, some, VIP. Yeah, whatever VIP, that thing yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was in that little theater and uh, we were too close to the front my wife has a little she has some vertigo issues yeah. and stuff sometimes and it's a big massive screen so but we got about two minutes in i'm like you want to move back honey because that's the kind of loving husband i am sure and she says yeah so where there's two people two people in the row to our left that we have to exit by so you know i wait take a moment where it's not like a key scene and we quietly go yeah. out the row the woman as we're going by says jesus Really? <laughs> like, we're two and a half minutes into the movie. We haven't talked. We're not on our cell phone. We just had to go but, leave. But, I mean, you got to think about it from her point of view. She's like, what, they figured out two and a half minutes in? that they Like, couldn't they have done this earlier? Well, like, we were we late, so down. we kind of came in halfway uh, so through the trailer. So, you're so, late. I think that, so they already pissed them off when you're, you're late, late coming You're in. not late when you come, through, come in halfway through yeah, the trailer. Yeah, I would have, I would have been pissed, too. But do you uh, say out loud, I Jesus? I, I don't think Jesus her... She's more bold I, than I am. And I, perhaps she'd just her. gone to church and she was reflecting. <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't no. think that. I was bitter. But here's the thing. I get angry, right? Like, right. I want to fight people that do things like that. I don't, I don't get in a lot of fights. Ladies in the theater? Yeah, I told you, think, I, I once got, almost got in a fight with a senior citizen uh, in a grocery store. <laughs> because my kids, when my kids were little... Uh, they like they knocked a couple of cereal boxes off the shelves. There was like a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a six-year-old running around while I was getting yeah. groceries. Mm-hmm. And the and the woman went by me and was like, "Jeez, get them under control, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I I, oh. I was gonna go her. Really? Yeah. She was eighty, probably eighty-six. <laughs> yeah. I you think know, I you like, probably did. You ever have watch. children? Do you know what it's like? These little bastards <laughs> ruling your life. Those ages would have been a lot of fun. So were, they, but they're, they're, those kids weren't West Indian, man. There's no way they could <laughs> run around like that. You want the lush? Anyway, I'd see, I don't get, I, I'm a very nice person in public. You are very so nice. I don't, get, I don't get angry often, but I wanted to, that, it bothered me for the first 45 minutes of the movie. I was trying to think of a good comeback, and I was going to go down and say something to you. store. I was going to say. Yerkstor called. They're running out of you. <laughs> What's the difference? You're their all-time bestseller. <laughs> yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. That <laughs> would have been great if you had done that. Yeah. Anyway, you know that what? She's out of line. She's out of line. Come on. I understand it's mm. a little bit inconvenient, but there's no, there's no call I'm, for that I'm type I'm siding of... with the lady yeah. in the room. <laughs> well, have sorry. you had any bad movie experiences? Any? I know I'm asking you on the spot uh, here. Wow. Any awful movie experiences oh, ever? Really. Uh, I usually go to the movies alone now. Do you really? That yeah. Noodles does that all the time. Jamie yeah. McLennan. It was, uh, I would That's probably a little say weird. it's about... Well, once I had, it started when I had kids. Because you can't go to the movies that night anymore. All right. And then, so I'd want to see a movie, and then now, you know, I have afternoons sometimes free, so I'd go do to the movies. Do you do a little movies. Pee Wee Herman in yeah, that? Yeah, every time. <laughs> my, I like to leave my mark. Are Transformers. Are we on TV right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 you gave a little shuffle. Uh, Sean, ah, you gave away you that you're a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's funny you say that because the only time uh, in, in grade eight, I don't know if I've told you this one before, but one of the worst experiences of my adolescent life, you know, when you're 14 and all the hormones are happening and little things seem really big. Yeah. So I liked this girl named Cheryl Hamill. Mm-hmm. I just broke it out with Allison White, my first girlfriend, grade eight. Because, um, yeah, forget it. 
You don't want to go into details on that. No. Um, So Cheryl Hamill was the one I like now. And uh, I went to go to the movies with my buddy Bob Tam. And we went to the the St. Laurent Shopping Center to go to the film. And then Bob's mom called or whatever. I guess didn't call. He had to check in on the payphone. <laughs> oh, he checked in on the payphone and he had to go home for something. Oh, my wow. mom wanted the home, so I really wanted to go see this movie. I think the movie was 1942. It was called like a that uh, Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, that was I think one. Of, so. That was his disaster. That was like the one yeah, that, they thought he'd never work. That again. was that was the movie. I think it was a comedy. Yeah. Wow. So um, so I said, well, I really want to go see this movie. So I'm going to go by myself. And that was kind of, you don't do that when you're 14. You don't do that at 14, for sure. No. So I'm sitting down in the theater, and sure enough, I look behind me, and two rows behind me, Cheryl Hamill, oh. her friend, and two dates, like two other guys. Oh, that. And I'm, I'm there. And, and they're thinking, loser. And they wave, give oh, me the wave. that's terrible. And so I'm like, now I'm panicking. For so, sure. So what I come up with on the spot <laughs> is that I'm going to start talking to the people next to me, pretending they're with me. <laughs> So I just start going, yeah, you know, if I literally faked it, the whole, I mean, the people would be like, ah, that's good. And so then I just ran the hell out of the theater and I, that was one of the most traumatic experiences. That story right there gives me access to how you think like in no other way. Like we've been working together for a long time. Well, no, with the, with, the, with the songs and everything, but I'm just like, your imagination's really well, something else. I, I was a panic situation for me. I, like, I don't I, think I would have handled it I thought it the well. thought of Cheryl Hamill seeing me at the movie by myself was like the worst thing that had happened in my life at that time through 14 years. Now, how long was Cheryl with that guy? Uh, uh, let's just say she came around. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now. Well done. All right. Uh, Let's get to the Rod Smith recap. Brought to you by our friends at idrinkcoffee.com. In love, I want to keep my eyes open because I got to have a a cup of java. I got to have a a cup of java. So I better log on on. to idrinkcoffee. idrinkcoffee.com. Scandal Rocked Episode 3 as Lester slipped up and revealed Puffy's secret plan. Now that we're doing this podcast, podcast, fill one more season and then I'm ready for yeah. prime time. Duthie didn't seem to mind. Probably because he seems obsessed with something or someone else. Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman. Very sexy. Roddy partied with Speedman in the early 2000s. Let's just say we shared some laughs and, well, other things. Later, internship intern finalist Megan got everyone's attention with this revelation. Things are archived on the internet, so I'd be very careful. Paranoia quickly set in as the guys thought out loud about their time online. There's a lot of porn. It's very erotic. Um, Puff has some dick pics. Yes. I massaged all the butter in there. It was very Seriously? sexual. This one time when I won my first Gemini. Even the stuff that was on dial-up. Banging like crazy. Roddy's got a lot of archived history on there, too. Most of it on RedTube. But it's a different genre of film than Duthie pitched on episode three. Sean Cameron is the sheriff that wanted it all. Scott Speedman is the doctor that had no idea what he was doing. Channing Tatum, Megan Wong, it's a cybercrime specialist trying to solve it all. Come on, boys. If you want star power that really moves the needle, there's only one man you need as your lead. 
And if Helen Mirren is willing to play a love interest, or heck, even Scott Speedman, or better, both, <laughs> let's just say invoice, baby, movie invoice. Till next time, kids. <laughs> oh, I miss him, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day he's back in the studio. We can we can actually sit and... He's a funny guy. People don't know, I mean, obviously... Rod you know, Baby or Rod? Rod, both of them. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> well, yeah, it might be after. I mean, this is he's he's heading into prime season here, the CFL yeah. playoffs, oh, yes. Rod Baby. So yeah. he might have to put all the ladies aside for a while. Focus. Focus on the game. Yeah. Because that's one of the, the Rod Baby's unbelievable abilities is that he's a professional on air, even though he's a Lothario off air. <laughs> Lothario, I love that word. <laughs> I'm work that into a song. So uh, it is brought to you by iDrinkCoffee.com. We thank them again for sponsoring the Rod Smith Recap. Uh, guys, a few weeks ago, um, we had the Beer Miler. Uh, we talked about the Beer Miler. Yep. Corey Belmar. And uh, this is a Canadian guy who holds the world record for the Beer Mile, where you run a lap, chug a beer, run a lap, chug a beer, run a lap, chug a beer, run a lap, chug a beer. And he does it in a remarkable time. And we came up with the idea of maybe doing our own little 40 dash thing. Uh, one of our goals this year on the pod was to actually um, follow up on things. So I said, we said at the time, all of us said, hey, we should have him on. Yes. First two seasons, we probably would have forgotten no about chance. it. No chance. But I wrote it down in my little memo pad. Yes. Nice. I contacted uh, Rob Dunn, who produced the piece. He got me Corey's number. And thus today, ladies and gentlemen, the beer miler, Corey Belmore. And here he is, the beer miler world record Canada's holder. greatest athlete. I think so. You can make a case for that. <laughs> yeah. Would you, Corey, do you, would you advertise yourself that way, like if you're out in the bars? I'm Canada's greatest athlete? Um, depends how many how many beers deep I have. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be that was going to be my first question to you. So you are an elite athlete. You have a chance to make it the Olympics in, in running, but you can also drink like crazy. So is there, there's a contradiction there, right? I'm guessing a lot of athletes in the training towards an Olympic Games don't do that. Do you actually drink a lot of beer when you're not doing the beer mile? Not, not so much. I have the occasional like beer at dinner or like, we'll celebrate after certain meets or, or points in the season. But other than that, I'm a pretty serious athlete. Uh, but I do like to have fun when, when the time's right. So the, the beer drinking is sort of a parody of all my serious running, but I mean, it's it's been awesome so far, like the exposure, and then just I've met so many great people through, through the beer mile. So. And if anybody hasn't seen the piece, look it up on tsn.ca. But it recounts kind of the first time you did this on a lark. Could you just sort of tell us that story? Did a buddy say, "Hey, Corey, you got to try this"? Let's go, Corey. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> The first man to break three. My man! My man! Curry! Yeah, it was completely random, like in terms of getting the world record. And the first time I ever tried it was after a university cross country season where our team had just like decided to do it during our binge week. So it's a week off where we just party, have fun, don't really train like athletes. Um, and then I tried it there, didn't do another one for two years. And then one day a friend came over, he's like, man. You have to try a beer mile right now. Like, the sun's going down. We got to film it. Like, we got to do it. So I, like, was halfway through my dinner. I was like, all right, man. Like, I don't feel like doing this, but, but I guess I'll do it. So my brother, I have a twin brother, and um, that friend, we all went to the track. Uh, we filmed it. We, we agreed that if it went bad, we'd never, ever talk about it again. But if it went well, we'd post about it whatever. And it ended up going well. We posted it, and then that's when things just took off. Like, I was on a flight the next day to England, and 
I did a competition that weekend there. That's crazy. So, and you set you set the world record that first time with your your brother and your buddy at at the at the local track, right? Yeah, I think I beat the record by like eight seconds at the time. But like, it was like the beer mouse. So I didn't take it too seriously. I, I still don't take it too seriously. But I mean, yeah, I, I beat the record by eight seconds. Now, could you always drink well? Like, were you one of those guys in high school that could just open the throat and pound them back? Yeah, like everything I try and do, like whether it's track, whether it's eating, whether it's it's drinking, I like I always tend to do it fast or like to do it fast. So, like, yeah, chugging beer was no different. Really, I I, I can get it down pretty easily, and just being able to hold the contents of my stomach, not not feeling urge to puke, it was like it's not a big deal for me, I guess. Now, Corey, has any of the big beer companies come after you for a sponsorship? Uh, no, that, that's been a tricky situation a little bit. They, uh, it's hard to sell that, that sort of side of things because they sort of see it as like a binge drinking, like promoting binge drinking. Right. Yeah. But I, I do have a beer sponsorship with a craft brewery, uh, Flying Monkeys. They're at Barrie, Ontario, so uh, a local beer company. Um, but otherwise, it, it's very difficult with the, the bigger companies to sort of get anything out of them. We've been looking for a beer company to sponsor the podcast. Maybe Flying Monkeys can get involved. That sounds like a great beer. It's our demographic as well. That's a good one. Hey, uh, it's Lester here. I have a question. Uh, Let's say a a certain member of this podcast wanted to put a bet on one of your races. How would that person (laughs) go about doing that? I'm talking about Puffy here. Puffy's a gambler. So is is there wagering on beer miling? No, but that could definitely be implemented into the the whole competition. I'm sure. I mean, bet three six five, get on it. That, that could make things interesting. There could be a there could be a lot of influencers. Like if someone pukes, you could bet on that. If someone uh, has to do a penalty lap, you could bet on that. There's there's a lot of different aspects you could bet on. You know, you, if if you puke, um, you have to do a penalty lap. That's one thing I didn't know that was in the piece. Is that that's correct, right? Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So you can still finish, but you'll you'll definitely be a bit behind. See, we're contemplating doing. Last year, we did uh, Corey a a forty yard dash. We wanted to test ourselves against the NFL athletes running the combine and check our time. So we we don't think we could do the beer mile. We, I mean, we would all puke yeah, or, we, or you'd yeah, die. I could drink the beers, not the mile. So we're thinking about <laughs> doing. We're going to slow. We're going to make it a little more condensed, and we're going to do the forty four times. And do the beers in the middle, boy. That seems a little dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> we are binge drinkers. That's, that's the Rubber Boots Podcast. We endorse binge drinking on a weekly basis. <laughs> now, how how fast do you run a mile in no beers? Uh, my personal best is three fifty seven in the mile. What's the world record for the mile right now? Uh, three forty seven or so. Three forty eight. It's it's very fast. So 3.57, you do a mile in, and you do the beer mile, stopping to drink four beers in, what, like 4.20, you said? Uh, my my best official time is 4.33, and then the TSN doc uh, we filmed this summer, I ended up doing it in 4.24, but I left too much content over at the very end. Right. Yeah, that was devastated. Yeah. Puffy was heartbroken by that moment. Oh, oh we both felt the same then. <laughs> so that's basically twenty-seven seconds to drink the four beer. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. That's yeah, un- yeah, that's unbelievable. So walking in the chug zone and then chugging those beers. Yeah, about twenty-seven seconds. Do you get uh, noticed anywhere, even since the TSN piece, or do people, you know, you walk into a bar someplace and hey, it's the beer miler guy? Qu- quite often, yeah, especially in my hometown, like of Windsor, Ontario. Uh, 
quite often on downtown and and a beer, bartender such will recognize me and and it ends up get, getting me a few extra beers that night that's pretty yeah, good. Of course. That's spectacular now how realistic a goal is the olympics uh it's definitely realistic i mean i just switched events this past summer so uh i originally focused on the 800 i was about just under two seconds off the olympic standard in 2016 um so this year, I'd like to do the 1500 in the next few years, do the 15. And uh, I think the potential is definitely there. So it's just about a second each year, just uh, shaving off my time. Okay, I just came up with, we do a thing on the show called the Puffy Hypotheticals. Uh, all right, it's the day before the Olympic trials. Okay. You have a really good chance to make it, Corey. Somebody yeah. calls some big endorser. Corey, we will offer you $1 million <laughs> to go run the beer mile in... Qatar, right? Tomorrow, but you yeah. have to be there tomorrow. So you're going to go for the money and be the beer miler guy, or the Olympic trials where you are favored to make the team. Make a selection. I'm visualizing it all, and uh, all I'm seeing is green. So I'm going to have to go with the money. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. That's so good. Uh, listen, buddy, we thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you have uh, four new fans here at the podcast. We'll be uh, watching you both on your way to the Olympics and uh, any beer miles that you do. And if you're ever in Toronto, maybe you could come help us. Maybe we could do that. We could film or uh, a tape a thing where he trained us how to do. Yeah, and you know, if we got a a few beers deep, we'd be probably thinking we could beat them. Yeah, so could you... (laughs) I'd surely surely be the coach and referee. I'd be down for that. All right, so we'll call you when we're going to do that sometime later on in the season, and we'll get you here to, uh, yeah, to be an official, a coach, everything you need. Thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Hey, no problem. Thanks a lot for having me, boys. Terrific gentleman. Great guy. We wish him the best. That would be great if he made the Olympics. I would like to see him as a candidate for the Lou Marsh... At the end of the year. Hey, I vote on that, That's right. You want me to get in? Hey, listen, you know what I'm saying? You should at least bring his name up. I should bring his name up just out of, you know, to get a rise out of the crowd. Well, to push our own agenda here on the Rubber Boots podcast, too. It is an incredible, it is the the ultimate Canadian thing. It's amazing how fast he can run while, like, he's not like he adds that much time with the beers. Here's another idea, though, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Let's talk on this podcast. Once in a while, we let you in. Yeah, yeah, once in a while. Mostly I just talk over you. (laughs) No, in all seriousness. But Puffy, what about your week? (laughs) It would be great to have some type of a sort of second-tier athlete of the year, Canadian athlete of the year award in Canada. Like... Canada wide, right? For like so, something goofy like like something beer miling? like that, the alternative like all oh, like the alternative sports all right. athlete of the year. All right. Let's see if we could follow up on that. So maybe we may, we could start that ourselves here yeah. on the podcast. So if there's the Lou Marsh for we'll just have to come up with another uh, dead person to come up with the name yes. of the athlete. Well, there's plenty of dead people out there, James. <laughs> <laughs> they die all the time. Um should we say? Should we? Should I say? Uh, you know, we don't endorse binge drinking. After all that talk of binge drinking, I mean, I but do, do I have we two, not <laughs> endorse it? It's a good point by you because basically that's been my adulthood. <laughs> You're talking Summers to the man binge. that had the hypothetical about. What facing you, looking you in the eye, and yes, yeah. Like, yeah. You're think, talking to him about ethics. I don't think binge drinking Please. is that bad. All right, uh, let's say, say we don't endorse binge drinking for young people. Like yeah. my two daughters? <laughs> For sure. For Speaking sure. of my daughters, uh, let's get into the week that was brought to you by our friends at the Gansevoort. Let's discuss the week that was with James Stepney and the Rebel Boots Podcast Crew. I'm going to say this. 
I have a ton of respect for the healthcare workers of our nation. The doctors, the nurses, they do unbelievable work. Having said that, gentlemen, do not go to emerge <laughs> under any circumstance. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I have told my children I will not go back to emerge unless they have multiple gunshot wounds. One gunshot wound <laughs> will not be enough. There has to be multiple gunshot wounds. I spent uh, 12 hours over two days last week in Emerge, uh, including, when did we do? The, was it the Leafs game we did Tuesday night, Puff? Yeah, probably. Okay, so Leafs game we do Tuesday night. I get home from the Leafs game, and my, my 17-year-old daughter has uh, stabbing pains in her stomach. So I lie with her for a while. She hasn't been feeling too well. It really gets bad, really gets bad. Okay, we got to go to Emerge. And you know, Emerge is a funny thing, because you go and... Uh, you're, it's a nightmare, and then five years goes by, and you forget. Yeah. And I figure it's one thirty in the morning. I'll be fine. So I got out of there at 10, so uh, it was eight and a half hours, or nine and a half hours, whatever that is, eight and a half hours in Emerge. Um, emerge is hell. Right. Well, it's, it's hell if you're not deathly ill. Right. If you're deathly if ill. If you're in a life and death situation, correct. it's amazing. They fire you in there. Right. They start going to town on you. Right. <laughs> but there was like, for instance, there was a woman um, next to us in waiting room four of seven, and she looked like she was dying. And yeah. she just screamed for an hour straight, and nobody even back the eye. Because I guess they're just so used to it. Uh, yeah. There, right? And I don't know if she was might have maybe a drug addict or was having issues, yeah. but uh, yeah, could have, could very well be one of those people that's in there all the time, right? Well, that and that is the problem. It's yeah. not with our healthcare workers; it's with people who are there who should not be there. And, and, and that's listen, what, it's that's a on the system. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But and I didn't want to get into a too detailed debate about the healthcare system and the problems there. I'm not debating you. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, emerge was a nightmare. Uh, so Darian, we end up finally at 9:30. A nice doctor says, "Why don't you just go home? You guys need some sleep, and she needs an ultrasound." sound on her stomach come back the next day come back the next day get more into the emerge nightmare again where there was i'll have to tell you this one woman who was in emerge and i don't know what the hell was going on with her but she was wearing a blue jay shirt and uh, i think there might have been some drug issues there yeah and all she was she walked around the waiting room yelling "Ah, the season is over i can't watch the blue jays and i do not have my blue jay slippers i do not have my blue jay slippers wow that went on for about 45 Imagine they won 92 <laughs> games. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Darren gets her um, her ultrasound. Yeah. And it was funny because you're sitting there. I go in for the ultrasound, and yeah. it takes you back to the days of uh, pregnancy with your, with your, with yeah, your girl. Yeah, for sure. Right? And then it hit me. I said, I said to her, I said, Darian, if I see a little baby's head on this ultrasound, you're dead. In that fairness, that would be the best way to tell your dad if you're a teenage girl. I think uh, when I, that's going to be, that's a good scene that we could write into yeah. one of our, when we do one a comedy film. Yeah. It won't work in Evil Harvest. No. Uh, but, Although, uh, or would it? <laughs> perhaps it would. You could see the evilness on the baby. Right. Uh, maybe that would be the end. That's, Set yeah, up that's the sequel. Exactly, right? Yeah, that's Ooh. good. Well, probably part four. <laughs> wow. Nice. So, uh, uh, anyway, this is a long setup to a story of how TSN occasionally really pays off for oh, you, yeah. as you know. Um, once in a while, being a guy on TSN has its advantages. And so through day two, for about three hours into day two of the Emerge Nightmare, we've gone from one waiting room, waiting room to a second waiting room. We finally get a couple minutes with a doctor, but there's still all these tests that have to be done. So 
We're in the room with the doctor, and he's not looking up. He's looking down at his notes. He's got the ultrasound results. We just had the ultrasound. We're very nervous. For sure. Because Darian's in pain. Yeah. This has been the ultrasound. We don't know what she has. Um, you know, it's been a long couple of days. You're nervous. 100%. And he goes, all right, Darian, uh, what other symptoms? And so I start talking. Mm-hmm. I start saying, okay, well, she's had a bit of a fever. And I, I guess he recognizes the voice. So he all of a sudden looks up and says, oh, ho, 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 I watch you every night. We just watched you last night. I have three boys in rep, rep hockey, man. We love you. Man, I love Tia. And Bob McKenzie is amazing. Darren Drake, Darian's sitting on the bed. <laughs> we still haven't had the ultrasound results. Like, am I living or dying, Doc? Man, it's so cool to have you in here. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Doc. Um, the ultrasound. Oh no, she's fine. Yeah, she's good. She's got mono. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so uh, and anyway, then it was. Then it was. Uh, doc, she's got to get a blood test. One more blood test. Yeah, doc. They, if I go back in that waiting room, that might be three hours. I'll take care of you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Boom. We were out of there in a half an hour. My daughter has mono. She's gonna live. Everything's fine. I never fine. heard of, of pains, stomach pains for mono. Yeah, I don't know. She's got some. <laughs> I don't know. She's got. She got t- the mono from kissing. That's what she got. That's <laughs> no, a possibility. She denies it, but we it's under investigation right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks to all the doctors and healthcare workers in Emerge. But yes, Emerge is a nightmare, and we have to solve that problem somehow in our mm. system. All right? Would you say, so say you have to go to emergency with something that's nah, kind of serious. Would you be willing to give yourself more serious injuries to, <laughs> to slide through the system <laughs> yes. and not have to wait? I uh, Halfway through that night at about 5 a.m., I was going to stab her. <laughs> I was going to say, if I had a broken arm, I am definitely stabbing myself Just a few try, times. Trying to get care from her. Uh, uh, can I tell a very quick story? Yeah, of about course you can. Okay, well, since we're talking about the week that was. So, That's what, it's for everyone. Uh, well, uh, well let's, you know, there was that famous one where I'm like, my week was great, James. Thanks for asking. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I played my gig at the Rex on Friday. Great night. Lots of people. And, uh... You know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm from the stage. You see things from the stage sometimes that you can't explain. So I'm playing, and everything's good, and night's going well, and I see this woman having an having extremely passionate conversation with somebody. And I'm just seeing one side of this conversation. I can't see who's on the other side. Passionate as angry? Not passionate, just, you know, very pointed, right? Okay. So we get off the stage, and I walk over, and I'm passing by. This woman is talking to no one. She is having a conversation by herself. It's the Blue Jays pajama lady. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but your 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 story of that about that woman reminded me. But just very strange. And sure enough, they you know they were aware of her at the Rex, and she'd stayed there, I guess. But um, they were just uh, very very happy to have her pay her bill and go on her way. But it was like it was weird. So do you think it was issues, or do you think it was booze related, or um, could have been a, a combination of things? To be uh, honest, it's a weird crowd that goes to see the Grave Diggers. <laughs> They got some issues going on Listen, there. I've had, I've, I've, I've actually at the Rex in the same night. I had, we had somebody pass out that they had to call an ambulance for. Oh, just yeah. a guy that just, unfortunately, there was. This shows guy, you crazy, man. This shows you out of But then in the second set, we had a marriage proposal. Oh wow! Oh, did they come up on stage to do that? No, they just did it right in front of us before that. Before we were set, and then I said after that, I said, "Okay, thank you very much. This is great." No more interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lester McClain, damn it. I want to play. You know who I am, damn it. Uh, Puffy, did you have a nice week? Yeah, I had a good week. Your Leafs are just. Oh, Austin Matthews. Is I don't like to bring it up because so I'm just. I'm so sick of talking about it because every conversation I have outside of my own household where there are no sports conversations, every single conversation with everybody is about the Leafs. And I know our listeners that aren't in Toronto are damn sick of it. 
already, and it's going to continue all year. But I will say this. It's a, they're they're a very good team and they're, they're worthy of the talk right now. Not Lars Eller doesn't think <laughs> that was you know funny. What? That was I funny. Kiss my ass. You know what? It's Loser. funny. I I uh, obviously a former Hab. I had a lot of respect for Lars. I was genuinely genuinely sorry to see him go in, in Montreal because I never thought they act, they used him properly. But in the last couple of weeks, and I was very happy when he won, when they won the Stanley Cup too. You know, I was glad to see a former Hab win the cup. Uh, but and Devonte Smith Pelly too, by the way, former mm-hmm. Hab. But in the last two weeks, he has done and said some things that I'm just like, "Are you kidding?" Ah, who cares about that one though? That's just that's just no, no, great I, little I, fodder. I, I, you need I, more of that in hockey. Sure. Well, look, cross check. What was the other thing he did? Well, well, you're up seven nothing in 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 Washington. You're at home and you're chirping the other bench. You scored goal number seven. Listen yeah. to me. Keep your mouth shut. But if you're not going to keep your mouth shut, get ready to fight. You know, like I found it. You're in the league a long time. Come on. Yeah. Stanley Cup final last year, flying from Vegas back to Washington. Um, we're all very tired. I remember Dregs. I'm really tired. Until Dregs sits down in first class <laughs> next to a very beautiful lady who happened to be the wife of Lars Eller. Oh, mama. I was in the row in front. For five minutes, I've never seen Dregs. Five hours, yeah. I've never seen Dregs more engaged. He's chatting away. <laughs> engaged in a conversation. <laughs> Hi, uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually insider Darren Drager. Uh, Lars has probably talked about me a few times. <laughs> I can uh, offer you a lot of insight into the league. <laughs> <laughs> they talk for five hours straight. I got you. Got to hand it to Drake. He's, for five he's always working. He had all other. sorts of stuff oh, when yeah. he came off there. Yeah. Oh yeah, she gave me all sorts of inside stuff. What I know what's going on in that Washington dressing room nice. right now. Um, that was the week that was brought to you by the Gansevoort. You work too hard. You need a vacation. So be like Jimmy and go to Turks and Caicos. Luxury and class of five star resort. You must book the Gansevoort. A nice dealer at the Gansy Come to the Gansy I say, I was going to put that in there. I put it. <laughs> that, that might be my favorite one of them now. Yeah, I know. All the jingles. Just booked a little five nights at the Gansy in January with my bride. No children. No oh, children. Lots of children. Uh, we have to have. Should we do this? Should we do this debate right on? Did you say lots of sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do, should we do this debate right here because we share everything with our listeners that sure. when when um, all of us go to the Gansport, which will happen at some point, yes, um, should we bring our brides <laughs> or, or should we go uh, solo? If you know if you're single, that's that's fine too. But uh, Tanya, with, turn off podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough call, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think we probably. Should. I, I can tell you I'm not getting to Turks there's, without there's, Cheryl. It's just never going to happen. Like I'd have to make up some kind of story. Um, let's get to, uh, we unveiled a new character last week. It was very exciting. Uh, 1999 Puffy, who at some point during the season needs to hook up. I don't mean hook up, yeah. but somehow come in contact with 1999 Sarah Oh, Olesky. yes. <laughs> but uh, 1999 Puffy uh, is the creation, well, our idea, but Scott Reynolds, one of our internship yep. candidates, uh, decided to create a, a series of shorts about the transformation of Puffy from 1999 Puffy when he was a young, impressionable uh, college co-ed uh, with all sorts of hopes and dreams to yep. the Puffy that he's become now. Yes. No uh, last no week, dreams. in installment one, he learned a little bit about gambling, yes. and he won his first bet. Let's see what happens here in installment two. 
Hey there, Sean here again, voice diary entry number two. Well, it's been a couple weeks since my last entry, and I have to say I've been enjoying this whole betting on sports thing. I've even made some money. The only issue is that I was raised as a good Catholic boy and taught never to curse or take the name of the Lord in vain, but sometimes, like, if the saints miss this field, go, son of a dirty Mary, Mother of Christ, me with a pine cone. I apologize. That is not who I am. I don't know what came over me. For sure. Oh, hey, Zach, my roommate, Zach, again. Hey, Sean, do you want a beer? Oh, I don't know, Zach. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I'm only 18. And I've heard that consuming alcohol is bad for your health. And I wouldn't want it to interfere with my schoolwork. Oh, come on, Sean. It's not a big deal. Just take a sip. Oh, I guess just a couple of sips can't hurt. Okay, here goes. Oh my god. What is this nectar of the gods that you've brought to me? I, I feel special. What's happening to me? <laughs> oh my god. That's fantastic. I it's love the S Club just yeah, cranked I in my room. <laughs> the background music is the best. That's good. So a little reminiscent of when uh, Barney, uh, no, on, uh, on on The Simpsons had oh. his first beer, right? Yeah. And, and went uh, went overboard. Lacrimose is to dyspeptic as ebullient is to effervescent. Psst. Barney, my dad's asleep. Want a beer? I don't know. The SATs are tomorrow. Mellow out, man. Mm? Mm? All right, just one. It'll get you off my back. Hey, where have you been all my life? So we thank Scott Reynolds for that installment number three next week yeah. of 1999 uh, Puffy. You know what we haven't done? I believe all season long, even though it's only episode four, things that I saw on Twitter. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes, all of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. Now this is another one of those things that by Thursday or so when you guys are listening to the podcast or if you're not listening to the weekend, it might be old news. But it's breaking now as we do this is that um, a naked man... Uh, apparently jumped into the shark tank <laughs> at Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto. Ripley's is a massive aquarium. I've been uh, there many a time. And some guy um, got naked and jumped in with when the sharks. When did this happen? This happened Friday night. Now, apparently, Friday night, um, Ripley stays open late with a bar. They do have a bar on Friday night. And it's night, called yeah. Jazz Night. <laughs> yeah. Which is just funny to me. There's Jazz Night well, at the aquarium. They have like a quartet playing some I know, jazz but music and... Do you think quite, the fish enjoy jazz? Quite night? lovely. So, have you been to jazz night? I've been to jazz night. I have been to a party. The CFL, I believe, when the Great Cup was in Toronto a couple of years ago, had their party oh, yeah. at Ripley's Aquarium. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, like uh-huh. we used to have a, when they, from when it opened because my kids were young when it opened. Right, like we'd go get a membership, so we'd take them there. And you know, I should all the time organized by former TSN employee Corey Moore, who's been dying for us to mention her oh, on yes. the podcast Corey for about Moore. three years. Yeah. So here's your mention. She organized a great party. Yes. at the Ripley's she Aquarium. She does put on a good party. Yeah, she knows how to throw a party. So so there it was at, at Ripley's Aquarium, uh, and uh, 
Yeah, that was a fun night. Did you yeah. think about jumping in the tank? I never, ne- never thought about jumping in the shark tank. I had that shark encounter a few years ago in the Caribbean, and um, I'm, I don't want to have any more. So, anyway, the dude, uh, there's video of the dude. People were taking phone videos. So did he, like, phone. deep dive? Yeah, he swam around, then he climbed back up, and then he did, like, a backflip back into it. You know, full wiener in the air. Oh, my gosh. And the sharks are are right. You get, you're, I'll play the video while we're we're talking right here. There, there he is. There are the Holy sharks. Uh, they I, are right there. I, I, I can't imagine. Check out this video. A man was somehow able to jump into the shark tank for a swim, and as if swimming with the sharks wasn't shocking enough, he decided to do it naked. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I don't know. Again, maybe he had issues or more likely he was just hammered. Yeah. But apparently he got he just got away. He got away. He, the security took him when he got out. And he, he, they don't know who he is still. I'm sure it's by the... It's tough to f- apprehend a naked guy. By the time people are well, listening, they probably will have apprehended him because the video, they see his face as well as his... Oh, you can? Well, as they, well as his weenie. But I thought that, that, that he actually had gotten dressed as well. What do you mean? He, like, he, he got out of the pool, got dressed. Oh, they probably let him get dressed, because yeah. you can't have like, it. Like, I don't see how you just let this guy get away. Like, that's... Like, <laughs> it's not I too, mean, not too uh, good on the security. No. Yeah. This is just security. They're all fired. There's going to sure. be a team meeting for that team. <laughs> you know what, you know what bugs me about uh, this, though? I, like, I've, you've been, we've been well, all been to rip these, because you know. So you know you, you can actually see that the top's open. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought... You know, I, first time I went there, I thought, why is that so open? Shouldn't they have some type of blockage so people can't do stupid stuff like this guy did? Yeah. I don't think you have to think that people are going to jump in a shark tank. Do you think he deserved to have his thing bitten off? No. Oof. He didn't hurt anyone. A little harmless fun. A little harmless fun? I disagree with you. I don't think that's harmless. Who I was think, harmed I think, in making I think, that I think, I think, video? I'll tell you what's going to happen right now. He's serious. They're going to have to either have to do some additional construction to make sure that can't happen again, or they're going to have to hire extra security, and that means you and your family are going to pay more because of that. Yeah, you way know. to go, Puffy. Do you like think that. little Austin or Barrett would be deeply disturbed by seeing a naked man in the shark no. tank as they were going they along? They would just cheer for the shark to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> they like sharks. Uh, Did you see the video on Twitter of the orcas? Yes, behind Chasing the boat. the boat? Imagine if you were that water skiing. That was unbelievable. Imagine if you were water skiing. I saw it because you retweeted it. Okay, yeah. 40 miles I've off the coast it. of Puget uh, Van- Sound or Vancouver yeah, Island. Oh, really? Just a boat, a speedboat going through, yeah. and the orcas were playing in the wakes. Yeah. Wow. We're not talking like, dolphins. We're no, talking killer whales. And they were jumping out of the water. Oh. It was spectacular. <laughs> All right, so you're water skiing behind a boat, and this happens. Uh, yeah. Could you think you could stay afloat? Oh, what would I be your reaction? I would face plant so fast. Because this was in Jaws, Jaws 2, maybe, or Jaws oh, really? 1, the water ski scene. I think it was Jaws 2, and she ends up wiping out, and the shark eats her. Or yeah, whatever, like, right? did you, well, there was that video of the paddleboard, and then, like, the whales right underneath. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, I would have been, doop, boom. Truth the moment, water. I've never seen Jaws. What? The mo- I've never seen Jaws wow. or Jaws 2. Wow, that's fantastic. Is that a... Yeah, you wouldn't want to see Jaws 2 first. I don't know why. <laughs> No. <laughs> kind of the same storyline. I've seen Jaws three. Uh, no, I just 3D. you know what? I just it's never. It was just never. Uh, but it's a great film. I should I should watch uh. it. It took me years. I just like I just saw. E. Are you scared like, though? Year. Are you afraid? Um, no, no, not really. It's just you know. You just saw ET last year. Yeah, I never How saw was it? E. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? It was okay. Yeah, because that's the thing. I I think like there's some of those kind of like great movies from your childhood that if you actually only saw for the first time as an adult. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would have loved Star Wars if I saw it for the first time, like, this year. Right. 
But I mean, I love Star Wars because I grew up with it. Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars. You're, big st- you're both Star Wars nerds. I loved Star Wars the first time I saw it when I was ten. Since then, and, uh, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, that's pretty good. How can you do not see ET or Jaws though? I just I look. You know, I, I showed not love Star Wars. I showed ET to my kids too young because yeah. I'm like, you got to see this movie. Yeah. This is one of the greatest movies ever. But they were about five and four. That's it. They were terrified by ET, and we had then I had this little at the cottage. There's this little <laughs> ET, stu- and they were terrified. They didn't want to stay at the cottage the because e- the heart glow? ET was going to get them in the middle of the night. You and they don't little- know the power of the dark side. <laughs> What's the movie that uh, everyone's seen that you never really seen? For me, it's Godfather. I've never actually saw never watched all of those top to bottom either. Yeah, I've never seen Godfather. The only film, the only film, I'm a big film aficionado, so I've seen them all. The only one I would say is Evil Harvest. That's the <laughs> one film. The, the film you're dying the, to see. That I want to see that hasn't been made yet. When are we going to have Adnan Verk, movie, we uh, can have movie on critic? An, Adnan would jump on the podcast. He's very good. All right, let's do that. Um, okay, we're going to get to our, our, our next intern candidate before we leave you here today. Uh, we've had Scott Reynolds on, who's been fantastic. Very continues good. to contribute. Uh, Megan Wong was on last week. Cyber crime taught us a lot about the internet wow. yeah <laughs> who knew it's staying power i know i surf differently now scott erlinson is going to be our next guest now scott is the guy from lethbridge alberta uh 24 years old at least he was when he first wrote me he could be 27 by now uh he's the guy who had everything he's a radio host so he's oh. got some media experience okay. a personal trainer mm. oh, wow remember social media manager for like, the lethbridge hurricanes and a part-time dj this guy could do everything he, for us. He can do it all. Quite and frankly, he's overqualified. Yeah. Just before <laughs> before we get to Scott, um, I want to reiterate reiterate the reason that we need an intern. Uh, I don't go on you know, the stuff and check the things like the reviews and the ratings of the podcast, but this was brought to attention by a friend of mine who was okay. checking. And first of all, I guess you know all the podcasts you go on, they always say, please go on, subscribe, and then give us a five-star rating. I, f- I always feel like yeah, that, sound, that's that sounds lame. Yeah, that's a thing for podcasts. But that sounds lame, but I guess it helps us, right, somehow. Doing it. So sure. if, you, if you do like the podcast, go on and give us a rating. Because I, I guess if you get a one-star review, it can, it can drop like the five-star review down to 4.5 like this. Oh, really? So, this was a review, speaking of which, that, uh, that we got, uh, I guess, in the summer. It's the last review that's posted. They only take a sampling of rev- reviews and post them, and most people are incredibly nice, and, and they love the pod. Okay. This is a guy named uh, Bright-Eyed Dougie. Okay. This was posted on August 1st. Wasn't there an earlier guy, like old-school Dougie or something? <laughs> I don't know. This is Bright-Eyed Dougie, and he gives it one star. Ooh. What? And, Did he mark it on a curve? No, here's what it says. It says, used to like it. But I won an award, and he never responded to my tweets. It's pretty messed up. Guy used to be an idol for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that Eminem song, Stan. Oh, my God. So so obviously, Bright-Eyed Dougie won a book last year. He must have won one of the fandom weeks. And the fact that I was in charge of mailing out the books, I must have missed him somewhere along the way. Not surprising. And... He must have sent me multiple tweets, and I never got into it. So I did feel really awful. You should. So if anyone out there listening knows who Bright-Eyed Dougie, who probably doesn't listen anymore. he certainly isn't He's listening, listening anymore. If, he know, if anybody knows who he is, yeah. I'll send him a book, and I'll send him other stuff. Yeah. Because I want to win him back. Yes. Because he enjoyed the pod. And he was a, you were an idol. Dude. And then, <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Those three <laughs> words, pretty messed up, broke my heart a little bit. Bright eyed Dougie. I feel for you, bright eyed Dougie. I would have sent you the book if I was in charge of it. Poor Dougie. He doesn't trust me to send books. (laughs) 
<laughs> it'll be net, we'll get one later on, uh, a couple of years down this, the road. That'll be send like, a book to every Dougie in Canada. Used to really used to really like the pod. I actually used to be on the pod, but James kept interrupting me. <laughs> Pretty messed up. He was kind of an idol. Signed, Sirius L. <laughs> Uh, let's get to Lester's uh, intern theme music. Rubber Boots Podcast intern says we need someone to mail the merch when listeners win contests. Coffee, t-shirts, James's book when need needs something you're on the hook. Bring copies to the set. Help pay off puffs, gambling debt. Just be there to scratch our wrist. The bottom line is you'll be up. Shut your mouth. Hey man, I'm just talking about the Rubber Boots Podcast intern. <laughs> that song's growing. It's, on me. It, I'm catching on now. Week more. one, I was like, well, it's so fast, you didn't can catch it. Now, now I'm catching more really of the happened. lyrics, and it's like really, really well done. Let's bring in Scott Erlinson. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I'm going to be playing that song on my next radio show tomorrow afternoon. So if Lester wants to send a copy my way, that'd be great. Nice. Oh, See, this is this is our, our first intern who's got real yeah, media shots. Right? So tell us about your. You have a radio show where in Lethbridge. In Lethbridge, yeah, you bet. What is it? Just are uh, you a uh, you know just an, like the afternoon drive was Scotty Erlinson? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, uh, just Scotty, and uh, I I do shows every Saturday and then every other week, um, either ten to two or two to seven on there. So you, you have a sidekick yeah, like it's Scotty and the Bear here on ninety seven dot four. No, I'm just solo for now, but uh, but one day we'll we'll get somebody else in there. Now, uh, for Lester and Puffy and Stoff's sake, uh, Scott mm-hmm. sent me about a, a nine-page resume wow. last year, which I ignored for about eight months, but then got to him, and uh, he's impressive, as mentioned. How do you do all these jobs? Radio host, personal trainer, social media manager, part-time DJ. How do you fit it all in? Well, I don't sleep a lot, so uh, that kind of helps. But, uh, no, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I, like, I like doing things. I'm a pretty ambitious guy, so I like to like to have fun with the things I do, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about fitness and health, and obviously media and sports, so these are just fun things I do, and the DJ stuff is uh, pays the bills, but it's also fun, so I do that on the side as well, because I'm a big music guy, so nice. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very impressive. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. the other Scott wrote about you in his song. He, he, he uh, did, yeah. yeah. he was slaying you. Could we start, like, we thought we could, if we could start a rivalry between the two Scots, that would be really good. Yeah, I actually messaged Scott Reynolds, a loser, on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> and uh, confronted him about that. So uh, we'll see what he says about that. But uh, nice. yeah, I'd go I'd go toe to toe with with that guy in Germany. That could yeah, be that would ooh. be so. Old. I don't think Scott Reynolds is a personal trainer. Would you? Ma- right. Can you imagine if this turned into like an international incident with it was murder? <laughs> the two Scots back the two to back. Scots back to back. Yes. Oh, I'll, I'll, meet, I'll meet him on Murder Island. How about yeah. that? <laughs> that could be the first yeah, season of Murder season. Island. All the, the interns. All the interns go to Murder Island, and the two Scots are the last two alive, and they fight to the death, and they both die. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now we have to start all <laughs> over again. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I know uh, you gotta, you got to win us over now. So a couple things. I know you do rants uh, on your radio show all the time. So do you want to do, do one? Yeah. Do you want to audition with a, one of your rants or something? Yeah, I can do that. Right. Um, I, got a, I got a couple that I just used this past week. Um, that are kind of relevant. If you guys want to want to hear one of those, yeah, sounds good. Go, go for it. Um, yeah, I have two. I'll give you a choice. Do you want do you want a golf one or do you want a food one? Oh, golf. We want golf definitely. Absolutely. Golf. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So, uh, Ryder Cup, uh, unreal event, right? So good. Uh, it's super fun. Different kind of crowd. It's rowdy. I know you guys love it. But uh, listen, my bone to pick with the Ryder Cup is that if you are a caddy. Stop celebrating. Stop waving the flag around, fist bumping the crowd. 
you don't need to be running around the green and throwing clubs. Just just pick up my nine iron and fix my divots. Don't do cartwheels on the green. I, I remember there was one instance a couple of years ago. I can't even remember who it was, but uh, one of the Euro guys, their caddy was like picking up the flag and twirling it around his head. Like, are you going to throw that like a spear at the other team? Or like, what are you, what are you doing? It's not bad. It would be good. Mark, mark, mark the ball and read the yardage. That's, that's good. It's a, it's a bit of an elitist comment, yes. but I like it a lot. Yeah, this is not surprising. Because it's true. I mean, it you is. don't see the trainers in hockey don't run well, on the ice after every say, goal. Yeah, yeah. like when, when Austin Matthews gets his hat trick tonight, Mike Babcock's not going to be jumping up and down on the bench and high-fiving the crowd. Good point. What but you, you, you know what it is, is those guys are, you know, they it's their one time where they feel like they're on some team and they're part of the team and yeah. the players. You know, the Jordan Spieth of the world always talk about the Wii's now, like with their caddies, and so the caddies mm-hmm. actually feel it. Now, most caddies are actually really good golfers, but... Yeah, that's they, true. They probably they are, are as good, but... You're, you're, a, good yeah, go- you're yeah. a decent golfer too, right? I, uh, I'm, that I'm was okay. on your I resume. Play, yeah, I play quite a bit. I'm, I'm not bad. Oh, nice. I like it. Now, why should we hire you? Uh, well, like I told you before, I'm a pretty ambitious guy. I'm a go-getter. I like to do things, and I'm pretty funny. So that's <laughs> obviously reason number one. You can have me on any time. Um, I can, like I said, i got a lot of skills, a lot of talent. I have a connection at Canada Post that I think I told you about, James. So you can help the books? Um, get me, get me I, some I books across the country? I can definitely get the books shipped, uh, <laughs> some priority shipping on the book. Could you find Bright Eyed um, Dougie and get him a copy of the book? Yeah, I'll, I'll get a hold of Bright Eyed Dougie and, uh, and apologize for you. That is a win. Yeah, yeah, you get Bright Eyed Dougie and you're, you're hired, okay? Yeah. I can write all your apology letters to all your fans for you, too. How about that? Uh, yeah, that would be good. Now, personal trainer was the one thing that also appealed to us because you know about New Jack yeah. Summer and New Jack yeah. Masters and all those things. Would you have any advice off the top for, say, you've seen Puffy naked from the waist up probably on that pick. So <laughs> what advice, yeah. what would be the first thing you'd work on with Puff? First thing? Yeah, like pecs, um, pecs, abs, pecs, uh, you know, back, uh, sh- maybe his lats. shoulders were looking a little flat, I'd say. I, I'd probably uh, get some overhead press going for Puff. Overhead, right away. One, overhead press? Yeah. 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 Puffy's working that. on it right now. I can work that. Yeah, all right, you? perfect. A couple Bar of five-pounders, five-pounder uh, each hand. The machine. <laughs> yes. maybe, maybe start with the two-and-a-half and go up from there, Puff. You don't, you don't need no... He Those need, plastic In all ones. seriousness, he doesn't need to have that much weight, does he? It's just the reps, isn't it? That's, that's right. It's just it's all form. It's all technique. Yeah, when I when I messed up my elbow, yeah. uh, which is still kind of messed up, but over the last year, that is the hardest part. You go to the gym, and I I'm doing two. I have the two and a half pound weights. Yeah, I'm doing these little wrist curls to work on my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and at my at my gym, there's a lot of big big ass guys. Is Dutchy there? And you just to get over to get, to get over the there's a lot of Dutchies there to get over the mental thing of going to the little rack to get the two and a half pound weights and doing the moves. It, nice wings, it's very it, buddy boy. Now Scott also tried to name drop. He, uh, he knows Chris Versteeg, uh, right? He, I do, yeah. Maybe yeah. Chris would be a good guest on the pod actually. Yeah, is he funny? He, guy? He, great to have. He's in Russia right now though, so. Ah, whatever. We could have him. Tough to set that up, but we can work on it, yeah. Favorite Chris Versteeg story. It's in my book, I think. Chris Versteeg, um, when he was playing junior, maybe, would, it, would he have played junior there yeah, in Lethbridge? He, he played in Lethbridge for three years, junior, so yeah, okay. probably. Uh, so it was in Lethbridge when he played junior, and you may know this, but he got the nickname Bitch. Okay. That was his nickname. <laughs> wow. And so uh, his grandma 
was at one of the games and was like screaming, come on, bitch! Let's go, bitch! And they had to have a talking to grandma saying, you can't talk like that at the game. People might be a little bit confused. Yes. Uh, well, listen, Scotty, uh, you have a very impressive resume. I would say that that's probably the most impressive resume we have of all our intern candidates. As I say, so I, I actually think I'm not not that this is going to affect you badly, Scott, but I almost think you're overqualified. Ooh, you oh, think you too know, too much for the job? He's got be. too much. I see no that. such thing. Austin. Yeah, no such thing. <laughs> I, I I agree. So Scotty, keep sending me ideas and stuff. Yeah, you bet. Thanks a lot, guys. And if you do want any help, personal trainer wise, you want to do like a new jacked Christmas thing or anything, just let me know and we can uh, we can work on that. All right, Scotty, on just for that reason. Wow. All right, that's Scott Erlinson. Thank you, Scott. See you, Scott. Thanks a lot, guys. That's uh, candidate number three for the intern yeah, internship hiring fiasco, double IHF. I have to say that the <laughs> candidates are all way better than I would have thought. I know. Like you, uh, I thought our listeners would be a bunch of, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, we're, how come all, most of our candidates are smarter than us? Yeah, they're more accomplished. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm half kidding when I say he's overqualified, but he's, he's, he's a good, strong candidate. You're now, right. And I didn't, exactly that, I didn't expect to have the caliber of people. Well, when we go to the Gansevoort, will he come down to DJR? Ooh, our little party. Our little party. That would be good. <laughs> Do you think Kenny Volden would let us hire a staff of nine interns? Can we keep them all? Wow. We could keep them all. Well, I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're we're not paying them. No, hey, listen, they're all doing different uh, in, roles. In, in all seriousness, we're upstairs and between marketing and, and communications. All right, there's so interns, could you talk to some? There's interns all the time, all yeah. Right. So we could do... Well, we'd have to add another floor to the building. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the line we're with George Gold. the largest staff in oh here. Oh, my God. <laughs> we could have the rubber boots. Grotto. <laughs> Problem is, the, the bosses will be like, whoa, a free staff? <laughs> Sounds fantastic. I think Stoff would probably like us to get an intern who could also edit so yes. he doesn't have to go through this That's crap by thing. himself every that week, right? Thing. Yeah, the first Scott's awesome. The 1999 <laughs> uh, puffy stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, more material. He nails the voice, too. It's pretty good. Yeah, we need one who will write the recap. Yeah. We need one. Well, Scott Erlinson has got a bunch of hypotheticals. Okay, perfect. So he could do the hypotheticals. Yeah. Um, Scott Reynolds will send us those segments. Yeah. We need somebody to write the recap. If we could get a musician... We don't have to do this. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, Scott, Scott uh, Reynolds is a musician. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. And Scott Erlinson's a radio voice, so he could easily take my voice. My job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're just going to be their podcast. Hey, that could be... Imagine if we could work our way out of here and yeah. just take in all the endorsement money and, and but not actually do, <laughs> do the podcast anymore. You know what they're going to do. Hi, I'm Megan Wong. I'm Scott Ellinson. I'm Scott Reynolds. I'm Laura Cope. Welcome to the Rubber Boots Podcast. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of the Rubber Boots Pod. Thank you all for listening so much. It was fun. Uh, have a great week, Lester. Thank have you. a great week, Puffy. You as well. Have a great week, Stoff. And we'll see you next week. Hey. How are ya? I got a question that I really wanna ask ya. Wait. Don't hang up. I need to know so I'm gonna try and push my luck. Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, blue, black, or white? Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? And do you like the dunk tank at the fair? I know it's a little strange. My obsession with your choice of footwear in the rain. 
on TV But I need you to put your boots up on the desk for me Are you wearing your Hawaii boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, blue, black, or white? Are you wearing your Hawaii boots tonight? And do you like the dark bag? And the fair? This is the part they call the bridge A bridge has water under it With rubber boots you can wade in the water Just don't fall in Are you wearing your Hawaii boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, blue, black, or white? Are you wearing your Hawaii boots tonight? And do you like a dunk tank? And a bear? No, seriously. Are you wearing your rubber boots? Don't hang up. Please? Somebody? Hey? Hey? Anyone?